is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. We're going to carry on and plan the sequel, because let's face it, baby, these days, you got to have a sequel. Stop! Welcome back to Micro Queers. It's the weekly short queer thing that we're doing now, and I'm going to work on that introduction as we progress. And I'm Joe. <laughs> and I'm Trace. And yeah, we're talking something that I was not expecting to talk about today, and it got real heavy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, one of these times I'm just going to hit you with a fun short, but... Yeah, we're talking about British short Hey You from 2019. And folks, we're just going to give a content warning right off the top. In the event that you haven't watched this short, it is in fact very short at only four minutes, but it is disturbing in its subject matter. Yes, it's it's interesting though. It's not explicit in the sense of like, it's. we'll talk about the editing in a second. But yeah, I mean, so it's... Not violent, but it, the implications are there, and it's very upsetting to watch. And it was what I started my Monday morning with, and that was um, an interesting way to start my week. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so this is by a queer British director named Jared Watmuth, and I think some people are going to do that sweeping categorization thing and say, hey, this isn't really a horror short because really this is more about dramatic, traumatic real-life incidents. Mm. To which I say, welcome to life as a queer person. Yeah, I was going to say, I call bullshit on that because I was very like upset and scared watching this. And it's because, I mean, again, that's, ugh, God, it was just today that someone was on Twitter talking about how Silence of the Lambs isn't a horror film, and I'm not going to get in that debate, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a real-life horror, and yeah, sure, maybe that's not what, it's not your quote-unquote horror film definition, but to me, something that's a real-life horror like this absolutely qualifies as horror. Yeah, I think sometimes people confuse the idea that there needs to be a monster or a witch or a demon or evil. And you're like, mm, sometimes the horrors can just be from things that we experience in real life. And really, it's about the presentation of the material. And for me, this short is so fucking ominous and so filled with dread that like, I think what it accomplishes in four minutes is so incredibly impactful. And I absolutely do think that it hits harder as a queer person. Oh, I'm sure it does. And it's, it's important to note. So, I mean, the, the Jared Watmuth, who wrote and directed this, also produced it and also edited it. And while, I mean, I already mentioned the editing, but like, while the performances are good, uh, I think the direction is really good. But the editing is what sells this short. Yes. Like this is an exemplary, like, you know, I feel like editing is one of those things where people are like, Oh, like I, I don't really know how to tell like what's edited well and what's not edited. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those films where it revolves around the editing and without yes. it, it wouldn't be nearly as effective. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So for folks who haven't watched the short and again, we'll, we've linked to it in the show notes and mm -hmm. it's only four minutes. Uh, 
what it involves is we have cross-cut action between a black man in bed and he is played by noel samuels and then we also have a kind of skinhead looking neo-nazi-ish guy who is in bed with a woman who seems to be responding to his grinder text and this is uh this man is played by Dimitri Spodobev. And the whole short seems to consist of back and forth messages in which the two men solicit each other for anonymous sex. You know, anybody who's familiar with Grindr or, you know, the the dating apps that are about immediately hooking up with somebody. Like it's about making that immediate connection and then coming together physically. It plays on all of the kind of familiar tropes that you might expect. And then it culminates as the skinhead white guy seemingly goes to the black man's door. And then we get the revelation that it's actually two different romantic situations. And one of them, so the the British black man, is actually having a consensual gay encounter with a with a man and seeming to have really good sex. Uh, yeah, I was him. jealous, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded quite nice, yes. And then on the other side, uh, you know, it's revealed at the end of the short that this is a Chechnyan man, and he has actually been lured to someone's house under false pretenses, and he is attacked and murdered. And flat out murdered. But the way that the scenes are intercut is it mixes the moaning, the moans of pleasure from the black man's pers- uh, sex sexual encounter to the screams of agony from the Chechnyan man's encounter, culminating yes. in the climax of the black man and his partner to the murder, like the, the actual death knell of the Chechnyan man. And it's so well done, but it's so upsetting. And it's one of those things, like when this started, like, I mean, again, it's four minutes long. I knew, I knew something was going to be wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, I, what, and I mentioned this offline to you, Joe, but what I thought was, and this is my own prejudices, but based on the look of the Chechenian man, I yeah. thought he was like, yeah, I, I basically thought he he was going to be luring the black man in for like a hate crime, basically. I thought that's what we were going to get. Which I think is by design, like 100% by design. You're meant to judge these men based on looks. Absolutely. And, and again, this could have been a racial crime or a gay crime or both, you know, it mm-hmm. could have gone either way. But the movie, yeah, plays on those expectations to where it's like, oh, the black man is actually totally fine um, and having a great night. And mm-hmm. the Chechenian man, I mean, it's I, when you realize what's happening, like as soon as the door opens, you know. Yes. And then just the way it's done is just it, it's that much more affecting. And then, of course, we get the kind of title card at the end that tells you the context of this scene. Yes, and I've got it pulled up, but right before I just wanted to highlight so much of this looks like the two men could actually be swapped in for the other one, like the way that they're positioned and framed. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that that continues right up until the final shot where you see the British black man, you know, sort of like fall back onto his bed and repose after climaxing. And then instead of having the Chechenian man lying dead, he's actually flipped. So it's like they're no longer... Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a, a not a mirror image. Well, it's kind of a mirror image, I guess. But yeah, I didn't even think about that, and that's actually really that's really clever. And then we get this final piece. So the as you mentioned, the context which I've got here. Mm-hmm. So it says in April 2017, it was reported that over a hundred individuals had been abducted, tortured, and murdered by authorities in Chechnya, Russia, as part of a purge against the gay community. Many of them are still missing. Some of these individuals were targeted and entrapped using social media and dating apps. And then it shifts to a new card and it says, sorry, I don't have that one up, but it basically says like there's a new purge coming in 2019. And these, yeah, 
part of this is that the short is upsetting because it kind of pulls the rug out from under you. But then you get this and you realize that this could be a documentary or like a a based in fact event. And, you know, you shared a New Yorker article with me before um, we got on and I started reading it, but I'm just, I mean, it's really, really long. But um, but, (laughs) when I say really long, I mean, like it's, it's long. <laughs> it's like an eight minute uh, read. <laughs> but 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 that being said, like I, I didn't have time to read it before this, but I really want to go back afterward and recording and read it all the way through. I remember when this was happening because it was like, what, two years after gay marriage became legal in the States. And I remember talking to one of my relatives and about like, you know, because they were saying how like, oh, like, you know, the gay people like um, it, it was during a Black Lives Matter conversation that was not going well because it was with one of my um, Louisiana Right, like living relatives, and I, I compared some of it to just how queer people live and how it's not okay all the time. And I was like, you know, because I, I had heard about this stuff in Russia. I didn't know all the details, and I probably should have when I was having this discussion. But I was very much like, yeah, it's like in Russia when they were like killing a bunch of gay people just for being gay. And her response was, well, I don't know anything about any of that. And I'm like, okay, well, you should. <laughs> oh, the ignorance must mean it's not happening. How convenient for you, the privilege. But yeah, it's um, it's really, I mean, it's like concentration camp type stuff. But instead of like, you know, just putting them in camps, they're just openly torturing these gay people and also torturing them to get information about the other gay people they know so they can round them up as well. And it's really yeah. fucking scary. Like, I cannot even imagine. And we have listeners in Russia. Like, I mean, not a lot, but we have some. And it's, I, I can't even imagine what it's like. Yeah, and of course, like, Chechnya is technically its own separate territory from Russia. So there were people who were escaping from Chechnya into Russia, but, like, Russia is not hospitable. Poland is not hospitable. Like, increasingly what we're seeing, unfortunately, following the rise of your president, Trace, is Mm -hmm. that it's become politically okay to now shift the dial back and say, like, particularly in Chechnya, their leader... Ramzan Kadyrov, he literally told people in 2016 when the first purge was happening, he said that gay people don't exist in Chechnya. In Chechnyan society, there is no such thing as non-traditional orientation, which is what they were rounding these people up. I saw that too, but he also, like he said, and even if there were, their families would murder them. We wouldn't need to do a purge. So like, I can't, I literally can't even imagine being a queer person in those kinds of scenarios but then you put in the heightened paranoia of like literally just trying to have a sexual encounter with another human being and feeling like you were being lured into something because like they they set up uh basically underground railroads to get people out of these countries Mm -hmm. and i'm just going to give a quick shout out here in toronto there's one that i have donated money to called rainbow railroad and the mandate is to help lgbt people escape from state-sponsored violence like in chechnya so i've actually Mm -hmm. i think put some money towards helping a poor chechnyan queer get the fuck out of there but the problem is is like to access these kinds of services you would have to call a hotline And in order to call the hotline, you might begin to then think, oh, is this a state-sponsored hotline that has been set up to ensnare me so that I will then be tortured and possibly murdered? Yeah. Like, that is fucking terrifying. Working back to the film, too, because the the Chechenian man, Chechen, the Chechen man, I'm sorry, he is acting nervous the entire time. And that's that's kind of where it goes off on your misdirection, you know, because you think, oh, he's luring this black man in. And then it turns out, oh, no, he's actually just afraid that it might be something like exactly what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh, it's so sad. I mean, it's really, it, it is scary. And it's, yeah. 
it was really, really hard to watch, despite there not being any on-screen violence, minus, like, the reveal of his body after it's thrown, you know, 20 mm-hmm. stories down a window. Yeah, and we, we've seen things that are a million times worse than this in the most conventional horror films. Mm -hmm. And the way that this is done, it's so expertly crafted in just four short minutes. It has like the impact of a sledgehammer. And, you know, we're obviously focusing on queer horror shorts for a lot of this. And this is just one of those ones where the horror comes from the action comes from the queerness. You know, it's not like a horror short where there are just queer characters. It's, it stems from, the horror of being of living openly as a queer person yeah and i've also now introduced you to uh the fun subgenre of queer horror shorts in which the horror is also related to dating apps there's like a whole subsection of like grinder horror i really 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 like that actually and i think that it could it i mean you know people use them it's totally fine like whatever i've used them before but this like this is legitimately i mean like when you have an app that's like oh x amount of feet away and it's like Mm -hmm. you know roughly 200 feet margin of error it's like that that is scary yeah and if you want to see that employed to a good use go back and check out our midnight kiss patreon episode because you talked about how much you liked that that was incorporated into that yeah and uh, granted it wasn't well yeah yes yes absolutely so yeah uh but i will say that uh i I didn't look to see if jared watmuth have uh has uh, done anything really since then but oh my god if he is looking to become like a feature filmmaker i will 100 percent see whatever he puts out yeah, this is a very exciting short, and if he can do this with four minutes, I want to see what he can do with more. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- this will conclude our second Micro Queers. Uh, we hope that y'all are liking what we've done so far. Again, we're going to continue doing this, um, so let us know your thoughts. On that note, I think we can cross out Hey You. Yes, and cross out Micro Queers. <laughs> Disgusting Podcast Network, home of creepy or disturbing and terrifying creepypastas, SCP archives, weekly full cast storytelling, the poor queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and the Boo Crew. Horror-centric interviews. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.